Do you remember the day I came into your office and told you that I was dropping out of college? You didn't come into my office. You called me on the phone. You were chicken. Well, it's because I was away in Blacksburg and oh. you were in Northern Virginia, I yeah, think. You or called d- me on the phone. Okay. So, so what were you thinking when I told you that? I was thinking, okay, well, I've been paying for him to go to school and he's been running his business out of his classes anyway. So if he wants to drop out, I felt like a snooty little kid because there's so many other people in debt and in loans. And here I was, my, my mom and and dad worked their butts off to cover college. And then I was taking advantage of it, but I was building a business. Did that make you feel bad or weird? No. You were okay with it? Yeah, as long as you were going to class instead of flying to Austin or wherever and speaking. Yeah, well, so I didn't graduate, no degree, but launched the business. It did really well. That was what, back in 2000 and what? Stop looking at your phone. I'm interviewing you, mother. (laughs) (laughs) I am entirely capable of multitasking. No, you're not. Yes, I am. Okay, so. It was probably in 2011, I guess. 2011. So we've got a great offer on the table now, do you think I should sell hay? What should I be thinking about? Well, you should think about why would you sell it? What are the pros and cons of selling it? Um, how does it? How does the offer work for you and for your investors? What are the implications for your employees? Because I know you've had people move and make big changes and do those kinds of things to come work for you. So mm-hmm. I think you need to you know, think through all those things. And then you need to think about what you're going to do or what you would do if you sold Hayo. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, I'm glad you brought the employee thing up because one of the things I always wished I had when I was first starting out was someone where, like, I don't like calling people a mentor things, but where you could literally pull back the curtain and watch somebody sell a company as they did it. So that's why I think we get so many people from Entrepreneurial Club and everyone that wants to be a part of Hayo and kind of what we're building is because I decided very early on in the process to have the whole team see the offers come in, see kind of how I bid up each offer on Hayo, and they all got to learn from the process and people that it, where it was clear that they had moved away and that they weren't going to be able to you know, go along with the transition. We helped them find great other opportunities. I think that's way more valuable than keeping everybody in the dark and then having to fire everybody if they're not going with the deal in the end. Yeah, that's a much better way to do it. Yeah, I think so many. Well. I don't want to get into psychological stuff because you'll roll your eyes and go, oh, gosh, look like you're doing right now. (laughs) Okay, so just it's important when you're responsible in a business to be thoughtful about your employees and to help them with their professional development and to be sensitive if you're going to make big changes that are going to have a big impact on them. Yeah, I completely agree. A lot of people say you should live every day like you're going to die tomorrow, which makes people make rash decisions and throw people under buses. If you think like that, I like to think about and act like I'm going to live forever. That's good, right? Yeah, I guess you need to be oh, come responsible. Come on, mom, that's you quotable. Can... No, it's not quotable. Yes, it is. You need to be responsible and ethical and kind and businesslike all in, act in high integrity. It's really important. Pat Matthews, one of our early, early seed investors in the business and one of my, I've learned a ton from him. He, you know, his advice to me was, Nathan, you, you need to look at this as an opportunity to, to you know, you know, to declare victory, close this chapter of your life and then move on and do something else big. Do, do you also look at it like that or do you think it's different coming from the family side since you know me better than Pat? Well, I mean, coming from a family or a business side, it's like, OK, just you need to make a conscious decision if you're going to choose to sell it and you need to weigh the pros and the cons. 
and you can't just do it as a knee jerk for something. And then you need to be thoughtful about, okay, if you sell it, what are you going to do next? Okay, Top Tribe, good morning. No fancy intros today, no good music, no world-famous entrepreneurs joining, but rather some big news. I join you excited today, but also a little bit confused and not 100% sure what to do. That's because we got an offer to sell Payo. So here's what's happened. You know, over the last five years, we've worked really hard to build Heyo into a powerhouse in the Facebook app space. And quite frankly, we've won really big. Many of our competitors were left crushed while we rapidly grew to over 10,000 paying customers, over 5 million in sales. And as you guys know, we raised over $2.5 million from some of the world's top venture capitalists. But then, just recently, I got an email. Our number one competitor offered to buy the business. I mean, I immediately remember dreams I had from, you know, when I was 18, sitting in architecture class at Virginia Tech, there in the beautiful Appalachian Mountains with the gorgeous fall colors driving up I-81. And I remember, you know, committing to myself that I wanted to sell my first company before the age of 30. There I was, a fresh, young, naive 18. Well, today at 26, you know, look, something less than 0.01% of 30-year-olds in the world can say they've sold a company. So this was really, a, you know, an interesting moment. And I remember thinking how valuable it would be to have a mentor who was selling their company and how much I learned from them back when I was 18. It was in that moment that I realized for the sake of my personal growth and my team members, I wanted to be fully transparent with this offer I just got in my inbox with the entire team. I wanted the entire Heyo team to learn what it was like to analyze an acquisition offer. What was it like to bid people against each other to get them to increase prices? What would it be like if we decided to actually sell? Are the documents extreme? Do lawyers get in the way? How do co-founders react? How would the team react? Would people quit because they didn't know what they'd do after the acquisition? Would the acquiring company, do they want us to move somewhere? Would we go with the company or would we go off and start our own thing? That's, I sit here wondering today. I, I don't know the answers to those things, but I wanted you guys to have a direct line to this journey as we figure it out. So here's what we're going to do. You know, Chris Rieger is my head of operations at Heyo. Great family, great, uh, you know, just got a new dog, moved to Blacksburg. You know, I convinced him and his family to move from New York to Blacksburg so that he could join me in really building Heyo. And now his wife is a, a critical piece of the Blacksburg landscape. She's jumped in. His kids are super active in the community. And look, he was really the first person I discussed this with just, you know, just recently. So I asked Chris, should we do it? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess first of all, Nathan, I you you've always been the kind of leader that goes out and you you say this all the time, right? You go out and you try to create opportunities for the company, right? Different kinds of relationships, um, you know, et cetera. And I, I'm I'm glad that you're out there still thinking about these kinds of you know always thinking about these kinds of opportunities. And to me, this is this is one of those, and and I think it's totally. 
Like we should definitely have a serious conversation about it. I'm glad you're looping us in. I'm glad we're talking about it. Yeah, I guess a, a couple of thoughts for me would be, you know, on the one hand, this is like, you know, hey, it was our baby, right? We've all put a lot of time and yeah. effort into the product and still feel like there's a lot of opportunity there. So I just want to make sure that we're not uh, the opportunity to sell and and you know get a nice lump sum is is great. But I want to make sure that we're you know, we're, we're thinking about the long-term value that's still there. Um, I also, uh, I also, we haven't really talked about what this would mean for the team at large. And so that's something else that I don't know. I, that, the, that's something else I'm thinking about as well. Like, what does that mean for the team? Not just, I'm not necessarily saying that about not thinking selfishly, but for the team at large, like, what does that mean for yeah. everyone? Well, I mean, I think one of the, so first things first, I think one of the things that I'm going to do is um, loop in everybody, like even show them the deal docs and show them the email chains with the CEOs that are putting in offers and, and do that because it's going to be a super viable learning experience, Chris, I think. And especially for the younger guys we have on the team and especially even the interns, I mean, where can you intern where you actually get to see a sale of a company? I mean, it's going to be super right. valuable, I think. Yeah. Um, the, the risk is that I tell everyone we're selling and people go, crap, am I going to have a job after the sale happens? And we lose a bunch of really talented people, which is the last thing I want to do. Because as you know, I mean, what I try and do is find really, really smart people, you know, you and the rest of the team, and then take them through their, and ideally work with folks for forever, as long as we possibly can on all kinds of different opportunities. So, I mean, what, um, in terms of the business, I mean, you know, the high point was really in 2012 when Wildfire, Buddy Media, all these guys were selling and exiting. And we've maintained a really strong cash position through all of that. Um, you know, we've never been in a position where we couldn't meet payroll. We've always had a really huge cushion in the bank. So we we, we technically could keep building campaign builder on Facebook right. apps for the next 20 months and not worry about payroll. Um, so, my uh, Chris, here's my fear, man. I mean, my fear is we're so comfortable <laughs> that there's probably other opportunities out there where our team could hit a massive billion dollar home run and that's not going to be a Facebook app. So my general gut tells me we should explore the sale further, run a process, get more offers, collect LOIs. Yeah. And I, I like that. I think a big part of this decision is going to be what's next, right? Like, you know, this is the product we're working on. Uh, you know, here's the product we're working on. Um, and it's hard to judge whether this is the right um, the right move without knowing about potential alternatives, right? Because obviously if there's a better, um, you know, if there's a better or more exciting or more high growth opportunity doing something else, then that, that makes this an easy decision as well. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so what do you think the best, you know, the offer that I got, the offer that I got was from one of our number one competitors. That's uh, my dog. I'm sorry. Oh, Bergen. Uh, the offer the offer we got was from one of um, our big competitors. So I think, I mean, they're definitely motivated to deal. They also just acquired somebody else in our space. So I think they might be doing a roll-up strategy. That being said, I don't like what they offered. I want to figure out a way to bid them up. So I think what I want to do is, um, is reach out to some other folks that have expressed interest in the past few years, see if I can get them all to put in an LOI and ideally get four or five LOIs or letters of intent. And then at that point, have a team meeting and let the whole team basically look at all the LOIs and look at the decision process and look how we bid people up. Do you think that's the best time to loop in the whole team? Mm. 
I, I mean, first of all, I love the idea of making sure that, um, like of creating competition and making sure we get the best possible offer. Um, and I like the idea of looping the team in on the early side. Um, I think it's the right thing to do. Like you say, I think it's going to be a really good opportunity for everyone. And, and it'll, it'll calm a lot of fears, making sure that they, they know and feel like they're part of the process. So, um, yeah, I think that probably is a good time to, to involve the team. And the big question is what's next. So, I mean, you know, guys, Chris is right. Halo's our baby. He's a hundred percent on point. Am I, am I underestimating how hard the team might take this because we're so attached? You know, sometimes I look at business in an unemotional way and that can turn people off. I, I like to be really rational. So I've got to be careful here. You know, he also mean what this would mean for the team at large. And he's right. It's really important. But I think one of the interesting thing Chris said that maybe I wasn't thinking a lot about was a big part of this decision would be what comes next? What are the potential alternatives? Well, before we talk about what's next, I want to chat with another important member of our team, Christina, our head of brand strategy, but really so much more than that. She does our UI, our interface, the blog, logos, everything. She also works a lot with our customers. So I want to chat with her and I expect her to have questions about if we do sell, how would it impact the customers? Again, here's my Skype call with her and I could really pick up the nervousness in her voice. So, Christina, hey, I'm having a bunch of meetings today. I just spoke with Chris um, about something I think that is pretty exciting, but I want to get your feedback on it, too. So, we just basically got an offer to potentially sell Heyo um, to one of our number one competitors. And one of the things that I've decided that I'm going to do is I'm going to actually loop in everybody from the whole team right from the beginning so we can debate it together so that everyone can learn together. I mean, it's going to be valuable learning how to sell a company. So, you know, we have this offer now, and I know this is obviously new and different and we haven't really talked about selling the business. What kinds of questions or concerns do you have right off the bat? Yeah, that is totally new and and surprising, but kind of exciting. It sounds like an amazing learning opportunity for all of us on the team. Like, I don't think any of us have ever really dealt with you know, the sale of a company, a lot of us are pretty young and mm-hmm. that would be insanely cool to kind of watch, watch you go through that process. Um, and I really appreciate the transparency. I think, um, I think that's really helpful and, and is going to be helpful for everyone on the team. Um, I have a lot of questions, you know, me, I, I always have questions. <laughs> that's a good thing. Um, so I guess my first question would be, um, what, what's going to happen to the Heyo brand? I mean, this is something that we've worked on for years and we've really built up, um, to such a, a huge level. Like people recognize that Heyo name and they, they know our logo and, um, you know, they wear the t-shirts and everything. What's, what's going to happen to the Heyo brand? If I, I know all the tattoos I have on my body of Heyo, I'm going to have to get them removed. I thought I'd never have to do it. No, just, just kidding. But yeah, no, no. So, I mean, look, that's part of the thing that we have to negotiate. I, I actually don't know at this point. My gut tells me the companies that are interested. Um, right now, it's just one, but my goal is to kind of expand that. But my, my, get, my guess is that there's so much value we've created in the brand. You know, it's a four-letter domain name. Everybody knows Heyo. They see the logo all over the place. My gut tells me that they're going to want to keep it. And strategically, when I asked them why they were interested in buying because I want to know if they were going to keep it up or shut it down. What they said was they currently offer like an enterprise version of Heyo, 
but they need a cheaper priced plan or a cheaper priced like product suite that they can send people to if they can't afford the custom enterprise solutions that, that they currently provide. So my gut tells me they're gonna keep Heyo.com just the way it is. Our customers, it'll be just the same for them, but that other company we potentially sell to, I think is probably gonna own, you know, blog.heyo.com, Heyo.com, the trademark, the assets, everything. Okay, which yeah. Is pain, which is obviously painful, but. Yeah, that definitely gives me major anxiety to see the Heyo brand <laughs> be handed over to somebody else, but I think it sounds like an exciting opportunity um, another question then I would have for you is like, what's next if we're, you know, handing all of that over, are we starting from scratch on something new? What, what do you think is next for us? Well, look, look, and I'll, I'll be totally transparent. This is one of the risks of like telling everyone on the team that we're looking at a deal. You know, my philosophy, even when we first started talking together and I was like, Chris, remember when I asked you over, over uh, lunch at greens where you refuse to eat cause you don't like eating in front of people. <laughs> And I said, Christina, what do you want to do? Well, like, what's your ideal thing you want to be doing in 10 or 20 years? Do you remember what you said? I don't remember what well, I said. So, so yes, you do. Well, I take note of all those things. And so like the, the reason I asked that question is because I like to just hire people that are really, really smart and get them like a dense group of really smart people and then take those people into whatever businesses we decide to go into. So this is like, this is just like pre, pre, pre phase one. I mean, this is like, we, we got to work together and holy cow, we raised venture capital. We raised a bunch of $2 million and oh my gosh, now we're going to get an exit under our belt. Um, I mean, I get excited about that and I just want to encourage you. I mean, the risk in being so transparent is that it scares people and they go, oh my gosh, I'm not going to have a job. And then they go find another job and then it's no good for anybody. I'm hoping because I'm sharing it with everyone right off the bat that people get closer and that, you know, I don't know necessarily what's next. Um, but I know that the team we've got can really do anything we decide to do, especially in the sales and marketing space. So I don't have an answer for you, unfortunately, but um, I know that we'll be able to find something. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah, that makes total sense. We've got a super strong team. I feel like we could go, you know, work on a farm and start you know, making it <laughs> profitable together. So yeah, I feel pretty good about it. I think being a little scared is a good thing, but I really appreciate you, you know, pulling the whole team in and just kind of like, letting us walk through this experience with you. It's exciting stuff. Yeah. And I haven't obviously talked to the whole team yet. I've just talked to really you and Chris. I'm going to talk to Eric too. Obviously he le leads the technical team and then I'll bring us all together sometime soon and, and chat about it. So that's kind of my plan right now. Um, but what about from your perspective of the customers? Um, do you, I mean, look, one of my things is like, I know people that were like watching me in my dorm room, like six years ago that are paying customers. And I, I worry about the transition. You're close to the customers. How do you think about that? It, should we sell? That's a really good question. Um, I feel like, yes, like so many of the customers identify with us as a team and specifically you as somebody that they've known, like from the very beginning as the CEO of Heyo, um, I think that's going to be a difficult transition if we do decide to sell. But I think with the right communication and a little bit of hand holding and saying, you know, here's what's going on, here's why we're doing it, just being uh, really transparent with the customer base as well, um, I think they'll be in good hands. Mm -hmm. So um, I think as long as we handle it okay and, and really manage the communication, I think it would be just fine for the customers. 
Okay. Well, and don't, you know, one of the critical things here is that I share this with everybody and then people start, I don't want to say slacking off, but they get complacent because they're thinking we're going to sell it. And the fact of the matter is deals, if we do one, they end up taking way longer than we expect. And we want that last month before the deal is signed to be one of the best months ever because it gives us leverage. So, you know, just kind of store this, you know, thought in the back of your mind that we might potentially sell, but just continue no matter what to stay focused um, again, on 5% month-over-month growth on Campaign Builder. It's a strong platform, and I think the company, obviously, that if we do decide to purchase it, um, or if they do decide to purchase it, we'll make sure we get a great deal, and it makes sense for everybody, and we have a smooth uh, transition for the customers. So give some thought to what that transition for the customers might look like, and we'll talk about it more after the team meeting. Sounds great. We'll right. do. Thanks, Nathan. Oh, so there you guys have it. Again, you know, it's risky talking to team members about this when literally all I have is an email. It might not even be a real offer. Maybe it's just the competitor trying to get information from us. Maybe they just want to see our financials and act like they want to buy us so they can then take advantage of us. I mean, who knows? Maybe maybe I've gone too far. Maybe I should not have talked to people before I've gotten a real letter of intent from these guys. Well, who knows? I mean, but look, I think you have to let the team in on this journey. It's such an amazing, I think, learning experience. And it's going to be fantastic, I think, for me to kind of think through this with them as well. And they're going to give me ideas I haven't thought of. So we'll see. And look, Christina's right. I mean, Heyo is a brand. What happens to it? But more importantly than a brand, it's us. It's the team. It's the community. So she's also concerned about what happens to the team. And I like thinking, you know, personally about building density of really smart people. And I I tend to not try and tie my identity too much with a company because I have such ambitious goals in life and I want to do multiple companies and I want to take all the smart people around me, employees, customers, investors, with me on that full journey. But I've got to make sure that I'm being sensitive to the fact that maybe a lot of these employees and team members, again, they are tied to the business. They put their blood, sweat, and tears in. They have a paycheck they get from the business. They have you know equity in the business. So I need to make sure I do a good job at communicating that I see team members as lifelong, not business long. So we'll see. But I could sense I could sense in Christina's voice she was nervous, and she should be. I mean, this is new and it's it's totally unexpected. I've got that to consider. I've got me personally. I need to think about what this means for Nathan, but more importantly, what does it mean for investors in Heyo? Are they going to get a great return? You know, we have David Cohen from TechStars in the business. We have, you know, you know, our, you know, a, a Forbes billionaire involved in the business. How are they going to think about this? You know, how does the wind down work? How do other people on our cap table, is this going to affect them? You know, should we do it? Are customers going to revolt if we sell Heyo? You know, I don't know. I just don't know. I mean, what do you, what do you guys think? What do you guys think? I knew the team would have concerns, but I'm also excited about the thought of an exit before 30. So what do you guys think? Should I sell Hayo? Call in and tell me at nathanlacka.com forward slash talk. I set it up just for this podcast. I want your feedback. Should we sell? Am I being greedy here? Am I not thinking about the team? Am I doing it right? Did I make a mistake telling the team about this? Do you think the competitor is actually offering a serious offer via email? Or do they just kind of take advantage of me? Call in and tell me what you think at nathanlacka.com forward slash talk. And here's what we'll do. We've got to make a decision here fast. So to find out if we decide to uh, sell our baby and sell Heyo or not, 
Tune in next Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern, and I'll feature some of your call-ins on that episode. Give me a call at nathanlatka.com forward slash talk.